0: So last week we were speaking about entering the promised rest of God, and we spent quite a bit of time looking at the Israelites and their journey into the promised land. And we started in Hebrews chapter 4. So I've been thinking more about that rest that we enter. And of course, that rest that we enter as believers, that place of rest is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so as I thought about this, it doesn't mean that we just sit around and do nothing, which is kind of how we think of rest. But the rest that this is talking about is a rest that the Israelites failed to realize, the first generation under Moses, because they refused to enter God's promised land, the land of Canaan, that God had promised them, and they had seen evidence of the fruit. They had seen Evidence that it was a good land that God had promised them, and yet they refused to enter in because of unbelief. But specifically, their unbelief was in the fact that they could not trust God to be able to deliver them as He had promised. It wasn't unbelief in the promise. They knew the promised land was there, but they couldn't get past, they couldn't see past the giants in the land and the fact that God could deliver them. So when we think about rest, it's really important to think this through because it's not just simply a surface kind of rest. This is a deep abiding rest that we experience as believers in Jesus Christ. And the only way that we enter into that rest is that we must press through all resistance, everything, that comes against us. And we know that the things that come against us are not flesh and blood. So we're fighting against all of the forces of evil that wants to keep us from the promises of God. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ already overcame every power of the enemy. He stripped him of all his authority, all of his weapons. It says he stripped him and made a public spectacle of him through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. And now Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father, far above all principalities and powers. So we know that from Ephesians chapter 1, let's start with verse 18. This is a prayer that Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And here's the verse I was getting to. Verse 22, And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. So I don't know if you can grasp that with me right now, but everything that's under Christ's feet is also under our feet. Why? Because we are hidden in Christ. We have been raised with him as well. So look at it Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So every time we face resistance— we have to come at it with this perspective of who we are in Christ and where we are seated positionally in Him. So clearly we're not going to be reigning with Him in this life to the degree that we will in the next life, but this is our training ground. And we know that we're gonna be ruling over kingdoms in the next life. Those who overcome in this life will reign as kings in the next life. That scripture and that promise is found in Revelation, Chapter 2, verse 25. But hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So how can we be expected to rule and reign with Christ if we're not ruling and reigning right now with what he's given us? And what he's given us is all authority over the enemy. That's found in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So there's our victory right there. We know we've got it. We just have to walk it out. And so that's the message for today because I woke up at four in the morning with just this strong impression. Press through, Karen, press through. I heard it like three times, and I finally got up out of bed because I know when I've gotten that before, the Lord is really trying to show me something. So I got up, four in the morning. And I just started writing down what he was giving me. And he said, press through, Karen, you are on the edge of breakthrough. The faith that overcomes, you do not shrink back in the face of the enemy. You charge him in faith in the Lord, your God. And so as I was writing this out, the Lord was just encouraging me through the scriptures that I already know. So that's another reason why you need to have the word of God deeply planted in your spirit so that when these attacks come, the Lord can immediately bring them to your remembrance. So I'm gonna read some of what I wrote in my journal. I am an heir of God with Christ. Everything that is under Christ's feet, it's under my feet as well. Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father right now interceding on my behalf and I know that I have what I have asked of him. I am bold as a lion, I will not back down. The kingdom belongs to Jesus, and I'm in him, so everything in his kingdom is mine. I am a daughter of the Most High God, and all that he has is mine in Christ. So be it. That's how we do this. We have to reinforce the victory that is already ours in Christ. But we don't do that by sitting back and expecting things to just work out. They won't. We have an enemy. We cannot be passive. There is no neutrality. We are either standing in faith and fighting him with the spiritual weapons that he's given us, or we're in bondage. Those are the two options. There is no neutrality, and that's something that really hit me as I was preparing this lesson. We cannot afford to be passive. To be passive is to be defeated and in bondage to the enemy. We have to press through in faith to receive and take hold of our promises that are on the other side of that resistance. And that's the lesson that we can learn from the Israelites. They could not press through that resistance. They could only see the resistance. If they had just lifted their eyes, like Joshua and Caleb, lifted their eyes to the living God and gone and taken some moment, instead of complaining in their tents that God brought them all that way to destroy them, What if instead of complaining, they started remembering everything that God had done? Remember all the plagues. Remember how he delivered us. Remember how we walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. Remember when we looked back and our enemy was completely swallowed up when he let the waters run back over them. Imagine if they had just taken that moment instead of complaining to recount and remember everything that God had done. Sister, our battles will never end in this life. As long as we are in this life and in this world that is under the control of the enemy, the prince of the power of the air, as long as we're here, we are going to face battles. We can take heart because we know that Jesus overcame so that we, through him, have the victory in everything that comes up against us. And let me just read a few of those scriptures to you so you can be encouraged in this today. From 2 Corinthians 2:14. 2, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Romans 8:37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 1 John 2:14. Because you are strong And the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In closing, I just want to encourage you, sisters, just to enter the rest that we have through our faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that he's already won the war and that we just only need to believe and trust in what He's already provided for us.